take your position. The show is about to start. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to On Screen, where we discuss all things cinema all the time. Here's your host. The award goes to Joe Burnett, Joe Cuffney, and Jesse Reichenstein. Lights, camera, action. All right, let's talk about the film Chef. This huh? carne asada, check it out. Wow. Chef Big Dog up all night cooking. Shut up and taste this, a mousse douche. Come here, guy. Look at that. You like it? Yeah. yeah. We're going to cook like this. We're being reviewed by the most important critic in the city. Now suddenly you're going to be an artist. Well, be an artist on your own time. It's my restaurant. The kitchen is my domain. That was our deal. The deal has now changed. Either you stay or you go. Do so you threaten to fire me now? No, I'm telling what I'm prepared to do if you don't cook my menu. His dramatic weight gain can only be explained by the fact that he must be eating all the food sent back to the kitchen. Do you like what they wrote about you? I don't like it either. Who cares? I do, because I could have done better. I should have cooked food that I was going to cook. There are chefs that cook food that they believe in, and people will try because they're open to a new experience and they'll end up liking it. Hey, 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 what are you doing? Don't do it. What are, you, what are you writing? Chef, don't. That's not a good listen, idea. Just listen. I won't send it until we all say it's okay. Why don't you come by again tonight? I got a whole new menu just for you, asshole. No, no, That's man. not good. Give me the phone. Give me the phone. Don't do it. That's out there now, bro. What happens? Why would you do you that? You can't take that back. Dad, did you post anything since last night? You gotta be kidding me. Wow. You realize how many people have read this? You're trending, bro. You're never going to be happy cooking for someone else. Food truck's a great idea. We're talking about a white-on-white, 88 Chevy Grumman food truck. It's a blank canvas for your dreams. I'm gonna have him pull it around. Thank you. Don't thank me till you see it. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna laugh. Tony, Carl's got a taco truck. For real? <laughs> I was so jealous. When I heard your voice, I was like, that's what I want to do. get to touch people's lives with what I do and I love it and I want to share this with you what are you doing Dude, I'm putting a little cornstarch on my werewolves man it's too humid down here dad wake up I'm just putting cornstarch on these balls want some it's like baby powder it's nice right nice John Farro he wrote starred in Directed, directed, wrote, pro- wrote, produced, and produced, probably directed. Yeah, he did um, it all. I, I've seen this before. I, it was a while ago. I, I wasn't super familiar with it. Like I saw it on Netflix. You know, when it came out, I think in 2014. I was like, oh, this is good. Um, but I'm glad you picked this one. It's been a while, and yeah, this is you, Jesse. You picked this one. You've seen this, yeah. right? Yeah, I. I. It's also it's leaving Netflix at the end of the month. I've learned so oh. go watch Ooh. it or go buy. While it. You can um yeah or go by you could it's probably just gonna pop up somewhere else or back on netflix soon i'm assuming i don't know how that works but uh this this was on my list of like movies to pick at some point um 
I love John Favreau. Mm-hmm. Everything that guy does, most most of most of what I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and what movie is he in as the actor that did we when he started as an actor? Oh, Swingers. Swinger, is that it? Okay. He's in Swing. Um, I don't know if that's like a start, but he yeah, like oh, I, in, he's in Friends too. Like he's in he's in he plays uh, Monica's boyfriend for a hot second for a couple episodes. Oh. Yeah, he, I just he's like, like never. He's like the UFC champion in that in the show. It's really funny. Yeah, he was like the like rich, uh, rich yeah. wrestler. <laughs> he looks yeah. weird younger. Like he looks really weird. I like him like how he looks now. But like, or chef, I guess, is kind of like what I picture him looking like. Yeah, that's what I picture. And like I always think of him as a director. And I remember the first time I like found out he started as an actor. I'm trying to remember in what I like saw that in, and I was like, oh, well, like weird. But uh, when this came out. I, I saw this in theaters. I feel like this oh, was theaters? also like, hmm? yeah. You saw this in theaters? I didn't oh, know it was in theaters. Yeah, I saw it at the Little in Rochester. Oh, that's oh, so cool. cool. Um, And it was like kind of during the time that I was getting really into cooking too. So it was like really into it. And then uh, I like had, it's, it's a movie like that probably first year or two it was out, I watched tons of times like i just it was a movie i always threw on because i really loved it but i haven't seen it in years now i I will say and and i totally was thinking about that when i watched this i was like jesse probably loves this because of the cooking part (laughs) but like it made me want to cook and i never cook (laughs) right it's like the coolest like i don't know i mean it's like i think some people have probably described it as like a food porn movie but like all the like shots and like the famous one is like the grilled cheese when he makes is making like the grilled cheese on the griddle you know and like really mm-hmm. carefully um and he i remember watching like a behind the scenes once with um his like friend roy Choi, who's a korean chef who is like known he started this really famous food truck in la called koji that's like a korean mexican taco truck but he is like credited for like starting this like gourmet food truck trend kind of deal so this is based on a true story well it, it's not based on him but roy <laughs> Choi like was on set and like taught john favreau how to cook in like the behind the scenes like in the grilled cheese you know he's showing him exactly like how to do everything and like ever cool. there's like there's a netflix code show called the chef show that is john favreau and roy Choi, and there's like a few episodes and it's like on cooking and stuff I'm gonna that's really to interesting that. too yeah super like highly recommend that too. I'm really I happy that that guy started that trend. I know. Yeah. I love food trucks. Right? <laughs> I will say he, John Favreau was perfect for this role. I mean, he looked like he knew what he was doing. So yeah. Yeah. It was like a great, great character. I mean, other than the cast, I feel awesome. like Scarlett Johansson's just, I feel like a lot of times a weird character, Like she, she just never feels like she really no. fits in, you know, like you're like, this just yeah, doesn't feel like- as like, real as everything i don't know it was like a, it was like an unnecessary romance thrown in there like why yeah. was that it? why was she in there there was no purpose for her i just love to like his wife her ex-wife was like sophia vergara and like i mean also obviously because john favreau with like iron man and like was like so robert down jr but i think like when he ma- went to make this movie this was like his you know like pet project like it was from mm-hmm. him Right. Finally, and so I think he called, you know, basically called all these huge names that he knew from directing and kind of was like, will you be in my movie? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, like the cast is insane. Yeah. 
I, I think um, I was gonna say. No, the cast is so good. And John Luguzimo, Luguzimo, Luguz. How do you say? Yeah, it? John Luguzimo. I was just thinking in my head before you said it, like trying to pronounce it in my head, and then I feel like I got it. I was like, "Oh, that's it." And then you said something out loud, and I'm like, oh, "I have no clue." Anymore. I only think of him from Super Mario Brothers movie, the Super Mario Brothers movie, because oh. he plays Luigi. Name Mario. Last name Mario. Okay, what's your name? Luigi. Luigi, Luigi? No, Luigi Mario. Okay, look, how many Marios are there between the two of you? There's three. There's, there's Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. Mike, Mike! Up these Marios around the side. <laughs> Interesting. He's really well, cool. I like him a lot. Um, He's really good, too. Yeah, I think he, he did like a one-man show, I think, recently in the past few years. Oh, that's cool. He might have gone on Netflix. I think he's supposedly, anytime we hear a story, people like love him. He seems like a really good yeah. guy. I mean, he works with um, a lot of people in, in Hollywood, so I assume people like him. He's great. And then I also love that. Um, is that Bobby Carnival, the guy who plays Tony, the the other like chef who stays, who's Hold like on. drunk in his car? I can pull. He's like, he, he looks different in this because of his hair. But he's in so many like things as kind of like Bobby, yeah, part, yeah, Bobby Cannavale. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I he's was great that was, too. Actually, oh my yeah, god, because he's Dustin in a lot Hoffman? of things. I forgot yeah. Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, oh yeah, he's gosh. like the restaurant owner. It's a crazy, crazy. Yeah. and Oliver Platt. Like what? I always get him in um, um, what's it called? What's the guy's name? Oliver Platt and um. Pat and Oswald. I always get them messed oh. up. Oh, yeah. They kind of look similar. <laughs> but no, no, this is such a good movie, though. I re- this is just like a fun movie that like is always kind of like I really want to show Jojo this because I feel like she'd really dig it. It's it's kind of like hasn't quick. seen this. She hasn't seen it. It's like a quick, quick paced movie. And like a lot of times I'm not huge into like cooking things like shows or anything. But like if it's done like this with like some kind of story. Well, I guess John Favreau it too, because he makes the whole movie. But I don't know. It was just fun. I like this movie. It's good. I was shocked at how good it still was. Like, I was a little worried yeah. that I was going to go through it and be like, oh, it's not as good. But like right off the bat, it's also really funny. Like, there are some really funny parts in it. Um, I, w- I will say, like, it was funny had to see the old social media platforms, like how Twitter looked and Instagram looked. Like that It was, was only so 2014. I know. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you guys if you like how they, uh, like when movies put tweets in like Joe's least favorite thing in the world. I hate that so much. Like when <laughs> someone's texting and it just pops up, I'm like, come on, just like show the phone or just don't text. Just call him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I Joe, what I did you but... think? I feel like we've been wiling off track over here. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I agree with I forgot most to watch of what you guys said. Uh, I feel like it was or just a really, like, like usually I don't like I, I, sometimes I think happy movies are a little overdone, but this was like a really happy movie. It like mm. just made me happy. It made me want to cook. Um, yeah, sometimes like when movies are like too, they, they make you feel too good. Like I, I feel weird about that. <laughs> if that makes sense. When like, it's like want, cheesy, I'll, mushy, just yeah. Like, like I, I don't, I don't like the Hallmark like, movies. movies. But like this, this was just like like it was real, but it was happy and. So I, I had a great time watching it. I, I was I didn't really know what to expect, but I loved it. 
Yeah. Was this your first time seeing it too? Yeah, I hadn't seen this before. Cool. Oh. Ooh, cool. This is one I always remember. Like the, I see like the poster on Netflix. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good movie. Like Chef. Yeah. That always just sticks out. But I always forget like it actually is a solid movie. And you're right. I'm glad I kind of revisited it because when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this is good. But I didn't know how it was going to hold up. But it totally holds up. Even with the old social media. Um, speaking of like social uh-huh. media stuff, I'm always curious on how they handle that in movies and shows because sometimes it's like, you know, sometimes I guess it's budgetary reasons and licensing and all that, but like sometimes like, you know, I think of just like iCarly, for example, where they have like their own brand of like computers. Like that's like Apple. Pair. But it's, it's just, yeah, it's like a pair. But like yeah. I wonder how they're how those rights are kind of like divvied up. Like I don't know how some movies get it and how some don't. Because like some movies like use different like like interfaces and stuff, but this like uses Twitter like it's almost like sponsored, but obviously it probably wasn't. I mean, maybe it was, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how the, if there's like rights work anymore, but I know part of, Bo Burnham talked a lot about it when he shot eighth grade because mm. he was very big on using um, the real apps because I think a lot of, pe- I think a lot of movies will put everything in post on right. the screens. Yeah. And he, to Bo though, he was like, they made all real Instagram accounts they interacted it in real time. He was like, I mean, you'll notice it more in eighth grade, but like he was like, when the glow of your screen has to be real, like you can tell in movies when it's not the glow of the screen and what they're looking at and stuff. And like, so I know some people like, you know, him really went to the extents of like doing it in real time. But I also know like totally not a movie, but like Jimmy Tatro with like the real bros of Simi Valley, that like internet series, they made like all real accounts and like comments and everything too. But I think it's like a logistical nightmare for most people to like man. to manage like accounts and private and then get in all work. So I think it's like out of laziness also. Right. They just do post. Um, Which is also interesting though, because like, I don't know if it's so lazy because you literally have to create that all. You have to get a designer and you have to do all these, all these graphics and like, that's a lot of yeah. work in post-production. Well, yeah, not lazy. It's just like, they don't have to worry about it while they're shooting. They're like, we'll deal with it later. We'll do it in post. Dude, that is an editor's worst nightmare. We'll fix it in post. That is literally my favorite saying of all time. (laughs) I can't tell you how many times I've been on like a set where like, oh, we'll just fix it in post. I'm like, I'm the one doing the post. I'm not doing this. (laughs) No. But yeah, I think that was super, super fascinating. Um, Yeah, I love... I'm trying to remember the two at the beginning when I was laughing really hard at. Because I feel like right out the gate, there was a few things that happened that I was just like, it was a nice, like right off the gate. Oh, right. This is actually funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to, I want to say when you think, well, you think about it, I want to say, uh, I feel like I get a little Bo Burnham vibes from John Favreau, like how he directs and like kind of produces his stuff. Like, I feel like the attention to detail is so key. Like he even had the tattoos. I thought that was super cool. Like just like little things here and there that like, make him seem like a chef like i 100 was in that he was a chef like it made me so they didn't believe that he was a chef i i love that comparison because i feel like when people are actually like mm-hmm. just really into their craft like mm-hmm. like bo or bo burnham is or uh like john favreau is like I, I feel like it really shines through especially when they're actually acting in it because i think they yes. just care that much more um 100 I, I think it shows a thousand percent. totally and then yeah. like I think it's fascinating with John Favre, especially like, you know, he does, you know, Elf, Iron Man, like Mandalorian, like he does everything, Jungle yeah, Book, Jungle like Book. Yeah. everything. And it's all good. It's all solid content. I will say my favorite moment in this movie was the two seconds of the movie theater when you knew when they were watching Iron Man. 
Oh. Well, you just you didn't see the movie, but you just heard the the noise that it makes when he shoots the little laser. And I was like, that's such a fun like little callback just to his movie and Robert Downey Jr. Of course, but who's such an insane character. I know for him, it's it weird to see him like that. The kid was great too, though. It was really good. I really enjoyed their storyline. I thought I liked the emotion. They actually did that well because I was like, sometimes that can get like cheesy, like, oh, my dad's not around. But he actually, I actually really enjoyed that part of the movie. Yeah, it was good that it was like kind of like what Joe was saying earlier, but like it was like a happy feel good, but also like he still was flawed through the whole thing and was very much like, you know, like even at the end after everything went so good, you know, and he was like sitting there telling the kid like this, it's going to go back to normal. We can't do this kind of thing. And you're just like, oh man, come on. This is how it's going to end. Yeah. You know I mean, right. obviously that doesn't kind of, but you're like, he's still, you still have that flaw, like for the whole thing. It's not just to I feel think, good. I think that's part of it. Cause like, I, I think me, like I, I had a hard time at first knowing if this was story was more about like the father son relationship there, or if it was more about just like him finding happiness and cooking again. And like, I feel like it was, it was kind of both, but like for a while I was like, I thought it kind of morphed from like his own happiness to like getting to spend time with his son kind of. Mm-hmm. And and that's where I was kind of like, initially I was like, is this going to go like way too happy, feel good. And, but like, it was, I think it was the perfect amount. Cause you're, you're right. Like it was, it was still real where it didn't like make me want to vomit because it's just like unrealistically happy, <laughs> but mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't know. I, I thought it was, I thought it was great. That little side story between him and his son. Mm-hmm. Or I guess I guess maybe not a side story, but I do yeah. like that the son was. I other than the graphics of the social media part, I did think that part was like cool, kind of that like he was like doing all of it without them noting, like knowing, and they were they like played the like dumb, like especially at that time, like twenty fourteen. Obviously, a lot more like adults are now on social media, but like like the tw- like setting up the Twitter in his apartment, you know, like mm-hmm. that. I love that, you know, and he's like in the morning when the kid checks and he's like, Oh no, I didn't post anything. I just sent a private message to a guy. And he's right. like, no, you didn't. And he's like, yeah, you sent me a message and I hit reply. And so I sent him a message back, you know, like it's so real. Like it, yeah. it felt so real. And I, I'm also going to compare him to like um, John Favre. I'm going to compare him to like Mark Duplass. I feel like, because uh-huh. it, it felt like an indie film, but it was like done well. Like <clears throat> that's what the Duplass brothers do. Well is low budget movies but they look and sound good, but they're also almost like mumble core-ish, which I could see like this being a lot of improv and not super scripted just because I feel like, I don't know. It's a hard one to script, I guess. But yeah, I, I was, I love the, uh, <clears throat> I love the fact that they kind of, it was almost like a fuck you to critics kind of like, <laughs> where it was like, cause critics can get, I do not like critics myself. Like they're just, just bashing it, people's work. Yeah. And I'm like, People are just trying. Like, I obviously everyone's critics for something. You gotta compare. You gotta like rate things. You gotta you know give your opinions. But I always try. I try not to like bash anything because like people put their heart, you know, all their work and time into something. Yeah, there, there's a really interesting. I'll send it to you though. Um, in terms of critics, well, one because a lot of stuff now is coming up with like Dave Chappelle, um, the whole thing and like the Hannah Gatsby thing and like talking about like you cannot um like like other people's work but you can still understand the value it, or like that it's good it's just not for you and there's a lot of things like with norm mcdonald too with like insiders liking movies versus outsiders and this whole thing but there's this podcast 
with Mark Marin, the WTF podcast, Mark Marin, and who he has um AO Scott, I think his name is, who's like a critic for the New York Times, Hello. a very big critic. And they talk about like being a critic and that whole like thing, you know, and Mark obviously like as like an artist is kind of like has like a negative feeling towards critics and stuff, but it's a really cool conversation. Um, mm. But I'll send you the link to that because it is a really interesting thing, right? That like critics and a lot of them don't have, I don't know. It's not like they were a famous chef for 40 years and then became a critic, you know, right. like, that's my, they problem. just like became a critic kind of deal. If they were, yeah. I would, ha- I wouldn't have as big of an issue, but like a lot of movie critics too, like they've never made anything ever yeah. in their entire life. And yeah. everything is so opinions. Everything's all opinions. It's just an opinion. That's all. It Everything's is. Yeah. like eating a food. Like what if I don't like, what if this person's like, this is the best, you know, I don't know. This is the best. Someone steak. loves cilantro and someone cilantro. Hates Exactly. Cilantro. It could be the yeah. best thing ever, but I don't like what they're making. Like, it doesn't make it bad. It's just, I don't like it. <laughs> but that's right. And there's a, it's an interesting time for like criticism with like the internet and stuff. Cause it feels like critics are still so old school, mm-hmm. but there's also like, there are, is always in culture, like tastemakers and people who like, ident- basically like identify cool stuff, you know, and then people follow them cause they're able mm-hmm. to like identify that in the the raw sense you know but a lot of that now is like people have their own profiles but critics feels like such an old school like you have the column in the los angeles times and you're a critic you have like and every week yeah and every week you like come out and it's like ooh, what are they gonna say about this movie kind of deal isn't that funny Um, that's so interesting like and like who started like paying attention to these reviews like who's the first person who's like oh yeah you're right you know what you are right you're gonna be the the top (laughs) review critic person I part of me like okay part of me likes reviews not as much critics because I like user reviews personally like I think my problem with like Rotten Tomatoes is a lot of it's based on critic reviews but IMDb is kind of like a mixture of well obviously they both have user reviews but I feel like IMDb is more like they, they include their user reviews more I feel like when they kind of average the score together which I kind of appreciate because I rather you know like if I know someone's taste or something is like, especially in Shutter, like I'll go to a movie and I can, you know, it's so specific. Like it's all horror movies. So it's like these people like actually know what they're kind of talking about with horror. So it's like, if there's a general consensus where it's not very good, I probably don't watch it. But so there's sometimes where there are reviews or critics where I'm like, okay, I'll listen to you, but it's not super often. Do you always look at the audience mm-hmm. score in Rotten Tomatoes over the uh, tomato meter? Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear something crazy? <clears throat> I've never been on Rotten Tomatoes. But, yeah, but okay, I mean, in yeah, that never. is crazy. I've never, that, I've never searched. I've never been on it. But the problem now is that the, that shit is all over the place. Like you don't even at nowadays you don't even have to go to Rotten Tomatoes to see the score. It's just like no linked all the time. You Google a movie and like they pops up in the cool right kind of deal. Well, and even on like previews and trailers, it's like ninety percent in Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, right. It's like some status thing. I don't know. It doesn't, that to me doesn't work like for marketing. It's like we, some movies get on 90% and they're not good. You know, like for example, there's like horror movies that get like a four on IMDb, but they're fantastic. I don't know. I have this whole, there's this whole. Yeah. Let's look up the history of Rotten Tomatoes, but I'd be curious. That'd be interesting. <laughs> also, okay. You're a sort of site called Rotten Tomatoes. I feel like you're just looking for bad reviews. You're right. <laughs> Yeah, that is true. Like, like, come on. Why the negativity, right? That's what I'm saying. It's like rotten, man, because like, you don't okay throw flowers. them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, it's all the tomatoes you didn't throw on stage, and now they've rotted. Or it's the ones you have thrown on stage and that are rotted. They're rotted, yeah. 
there's different to ways figure it out. we should we should hit up Rotten tomatoes like the the um the cast the the, the cast <laughs> the cast of Rotten tomatoes that actually be an interesting documentary like yeah about the start of rotten tomatoes or mdb all right let's produce it greenlit and i'm down john favreau i know you're Seriously. listening we got your next big hit <laughs> yeah no this is all though i, I going back to the movie <laughs> This is pretty. Yeah. I, I and I I loved when they were drinking beer and then he let his kid try it and he says tastes like piss right. And I'm like, yeah, that's literally what <laughs> that's you classic. say. Like when yeah. you when yeah. you tell someone like, what does beer taste like? You're like, it doesn't taste very good. <laughs> He's like, remember this when your friends offer you beer, like right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the the cop scene. I couldn't that, tell. Oh, like, was, was that supposed to be funny? I think so. That was Russell Peters. I'm pretty sure who's a comedian who plays the cop. Who I he didn't realize like, that like, like he acted like he was supposed to be funny. So I that went on that. entirely yeah. too long. Well, that's what, <laughs> but that's I loved that that it kept going because I remember like there was parts in the movie like this that I like remembered different or like thought something different happened or I thought like I was like oh right the cop comes and then I feel like he like takes a photo and then the party happens again, you know like the cop lets him but it didn't really do that and it went longer and there was like mm-hmm. the food critic scene where he ran in. Uh, you know, and crumbles like the, you know, he's like, it's molten. You don't undercook it. You put the molten cube in there <laughs> until it's soft, you know, and he's like crumbling it. Cause you're like, you asshole, and like crumbles it into his like lap. And like that, you know, I always like, for some reason when he was cooking, I was like, oh, I feel like he like brings in the food he cooked and serves him the food, you know, like random things I was just like making up in my head of like, I think that's what happens. Right, but the cop right. was a big one. Um, but there were certain parts like the cop that I did. I, you know, I do love though when comedic things go mm-hmm. on too long. That I thought it'd like, be that entire scene, the whole cop scene. I was like, yeah, because I was going to say, <laughs> I actually loved that. And there were so too. many parts in this movie that I actually wish were slightly longer. I think it was probably the right call not to make them slightly longer. But there were certain parts where I'm like, oh, I would have liked an extra two minutes here. Like, this is fun. That, was, right. that would make me so uncomfortable. That, that would take me out of the movie. Oh, it was the best. I, yeah. And Russell Peters, that comedian is hilarious. So not knowing Russell Peters last time. And then like, you know, when you watch a movie and then you like, there's like a side character, but you know, the actor Rafi. for some reason. Yeah. And then you're like, it just becomes so much better. Right. No, I get that. That's so true. Um, I think that like, I think I like those parts about this, like you were saying, just because it's so hard to, how do you make a, like a movie about like a chef starting a food truck? Like, I feel like they had to add these little funny parts here and there, which actually worked. I feel like a lot of times, it, you know, they would just throw the stuff together just to like make a story and it wouldn't make any sense, but it actually made sense. And I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of fun. So It was great. It was Yeah. It's a solid movie. Like I would recommend this to people. It like, made me want, it makes you like want to do like a road trip or like, yeah. and like, it makes you, I mean, it makes you want to do everything. You know, it makes you want to cook. It makes you want to like go to a food truck. makes you want to just do a cross country drive. I love the scene. It was like driving between maybe when they left Miami or something and it starts playing uh, Marvin Gaye's sexual healing, but with like a brass band and like, but like it's playing while like the B-roll is going at first and you're kind of like, wait, this sounds familiar, but it's a brass version, Uh, which also, yeah. And, but also I was thinking brass, I was like, this sounds so great, but the, the brass sounds are very like obnoxious you know like squealing sound but for some reason it's actually 
you want to listen to it. I don't know why, but, mm-hmm. but like, then I love that, you know, like that transition, but then I love that it like gets to the car and he's driving and that's what they're listening to. You know, I and do they start that. singing it. Like, I love instances like, oh. like that in movies for sure. When that happens, like, like when, when, you, when the song comes on, but they're actually listening to it or singing it in the movie. And just like having a good time, you know, like the whole thing is just like, they're having a blast. Like, you know, it's just mm-hmm. that short little clip. that's just like, Oh yeah. Totally. Like, this may this that's like the parts where you're like oh yeah I want to do like the cross country drive and you're just like when you're driving between cities and just jamming out. <laughs> it's funny I like no when they, I forgot they were going to New Orleans and I like when they were pulling up when they were going to like the city I thought it was Savannah because it looked just like Savannah. I was like wait did they shoot uh-huh. this in Savannah? But it, well, it was actually New Orleans. Um, I also read that some of the like the the, the B roll shots of like the truck just driving a, a lot of not a lot of them I don't know how many but some of them are stock and there was CGI truck in there whoa yeah so that was interesting, interesting. I, bet, I bet they didn't want to drive you know all the way to new orleans or something no they probably went to new orleans but they probably didn't want to drive some of the like the random middle sections so they probably like on like the there. highway bridges and stuff like those shots yeah they're like in a helicopter <laughs> just to get like a three second highway shot <laughs> i did love the music in this i thought it was very fitting yeah yeah just fun like just fun music Miami I like it makes me want to go to Miami I mean yeah I could see like when they go to get to Miami and the kids wearing like the like suit and fedora and they go to the show that's just like <laughs> their grandfather's singing and stuff I'm just like Joe would be having the time of his life here both of you actually would be having I could see both of you just at a table just like oh, listening yeah. to that yeah. music just yeah I, I'd love that kind of stuff okay. <laughs> just in both your suits you both have fedoras on for no I, reason. I would just... get a suit like that if, if yeah. we were going to Miami. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> now, if you if you guys could start any food truck, what would you what would you start? I don't know if this is the one I'd want to start, but I've thought about it for a long time. This is yeah, this is definitely something I've thought about before. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say Joe and I have talked about this, so yeah. <laughs> I I feel like it would be really cool to not in Rochester have a food truck called Plates. Okay. Like garbage yeah. plates but i i also feel like if i had to pick the food that i wanted to eat i probably wouldn't pick that but i i, I just think you know it would be people it's recognizable enough that i think people would like it but right yeah, yeah. i mean that's i think such a good idea and because we always we used to talk about that in portland you know just because they have food carts were huge there and i feel like yeah once in a while Joe Cuffney get pretty close to me. Should I just should I buy a like quit my job and buy a food cart? Honestly, you know, like sounds pretty yeah, fun. No, really. like yeah, garbage plate <laughs> one. Um, that's like what, but I feel like that's great. Like in Rochester, we have like uh, Le Petit Poutine, it's like a poutine, truck, you know, and like stuff like that. Not that I would. That's what I would do. But I'm just saying, like this, like weird, almost niche junk food kind of. I feel like trucks do really well um like yeah i think the garbage plate would do well yeah um man i don't know i have no clue because i feel like you know broad ones you could do really cool things with but they're not like cool like if you did like a pizza truck or like a burger thing like it's broad enough where you could be doing cool stuff all the time and like switching it up like i love i just love at every place they stop i love like you just open the door and then he they have a chalkboard you know and he's just like mm-hmm. like you know they that get to really texas cool. and they get that like the barbecue and they're like oh uh austin midnights or something you know and they're just writing like cubanos seven dollars and i'm like that would be the cool part if you had something generic enough where you're just like 
you know, especially if you're traveling like local stuff and just like making things up and being like, you should yeah, make this menu. seven bucks. Yes. You should make a menu. Ooh. Yeah, you should. Just well, that's get back the into the a... A gourmet chef as a, yeah. as a food truck owner. <laughs> <laughs> Have to crank up Jesse's pad again. Oh Ooh, yeah, as a, with a full menu with a full. Yes, I like that. I would do the... a Philly Philly cheesesteak. Philly cheesesteak. Like, like I know there is one in Portland that I really enjoyed, but I would like, I would want it to be like the best Philly cheesesteaks in Philly, around. like next next to those homes of the Philly cheesesteak, you just pull up a truck yeah, and be like, all right, guys, mine's better. I don't, think, I don't think you could, I don't think you could mess with those places. You, no, they'd probably, probably you can do me. some good Philly cheesesteaks, but they, they Isn't got it that like on Gino's and something. And it's like, they're it's like Gino's kitty corner Jimmy's from each other. Jimmy's or yeah, I think it's Jimmy's. Yeah, but they're like, aren't they like, right, they're like right across the street from each yeah. other. So just pull a truck up in between and be like, I'm also, I'm also one of the original. myself. <laughs> <laughs> philly joe steaks philly joe steak. you just put you just it's like everyone else's food but you rename it to joe that's all you do you're just like it's the joe burger the joe burger a minute good. Um, um i mean do you want me to get in locations there's a lot of them yeah i mean not yeah, like a lot of like specific it. i'll just read off the cities because it was kind of um we got obviously miami New Orleans, yeah. Austin, Los Angeles, and that's it. But there's definitely locations in those cities. French Quarter. French Quarter. Yeah. Cafe Du Monde. Um, Man, this, I'm, I'm hungry now. I know. I wanted beignets so bad when I was watching this. <laughs> that looked good. Seriously. A coffee and like some mm. beignets. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I wish, man. <laughs> I mean, insane. I was like, we we should do like, I want some reason where we can do like do this trip. Yeah, but like you know, like for content of chef or something. We we don't need a reason. We, we can just yeah, we could just. I mean, that would be fun to do that. Yeah, guys, we're starting to go fund me for a onset, the chef on, show trip on the on the road on road on road. Huh. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, maybe we just become food critics. Yeah, it sounds really we just fun. bashed food critics and we're like, man, maybe we should do that. Maybe we should just do that. All right. That's easy, right? I do, I will say, I it it does like it makes me want to cook. It makes me also want to like get more into like restaurant culture and like chefs. Mm-hmm. And the the tip I've heard that I've always actually wanted to do somewhere, like if you really want to get um like into a restaurant somewhere like say you travel to a city a lot or something, or even just home, you, the play is you go to the restaurant when it's not super busy, like for, you know, or like right before service or something, but like when it's calm and you go and you just, you order a ton of stuff off the menu. Like you just start picking a ton of stuff and like the chef's probably going to notice because it's not busy enough that like there's a table of one ordering like a ton of different stuff. Um, and they were like, you do that. Um, and you leave like a really big tip at the end too. And he was like, you do that like two, like three days in a row. And he was like, most likely like the chef will either like notice, or if you ask and it's not busy, you can go back and meet the chef and like tour the kitchen and talk to them. And like the person at the head of the house or like 
you know, if they have like a major D or something, like they'll know you. And they were like, for the rest of your life, you'll just have like such a good relationship with that restaurant kind of deal. And it was just like such a weird, yeah, like such a weird, but like anyone could just like do that if they really wanted to get into like restaurants and chefs and like having like, you know, the people I feel like who show up to cities and they're like, oh, I got like an inn at this place. We got to go here. And they like actually know you and stuff. Right. Uh, That is interesting. I honestly have no interest in doing that ever. (laughs) Like the whole chef world to me is just weird. I don't know. I mean, I've met uh-huh. a couple of cool chefs, but I don't know. I feel like they're really high in themselves. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Some I can't say I've, I've that many chefs, but some chefs I've, I've met are just like, I don't know. They're 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 nice. They're fine, but they're like nothing compares to what they make ever. Uh huh. I mean, they're they're. It's truly like in the art world. You know, if like, interesting. You know, a lot of artists are. I don't. I, I would argue it's probably not as bad as stereotypes, but like a lot of artists. You know, I'm sure there's a handful of artists who are like, oh, totally. What I touch is it's gold, man. I mean, that's <laughs> and, in every, uh, I guess that's in every form of everything. You know, like directors, uh-huh. painters, people everything. who care a lot. Which makes like, sense, I guess. Go to bat for themselves, I guess. Yeah. I just think it's kind of funny with food because it's like it's just eating like i don't know like you're just eating food like you need to eat to survive but they're making it into this whole like competitive thing for no reason well that's why arguably it's you have to eat it it's hard part of life so it's like the experience man like you don't need stuff. but if you get to the top levels too i think it is also is like i mean there's culture around like in kitchens being problematic like mm-hmm. you know people yelling and stuff but yeah uh, i know what the heck is that about? but i think that's getting better and i also think like at the top tier of chefs it also is actually super like collaborative and they're not mm-hmm. as like because like a lot of chefs even like at the top level they do things where they like actually go travel to like another chef's kitchen you know in a different country and they cook there for three months and they like do exchanges mm-hmm you know, and they like get together and like, you know, cause they all have different like cuisines they make and stuff. So like, it's a very like collaborative world of like learning different cuisines and how people's techniques and like building something new together and stuff. So I think too, at the very like top level, like mm-hmm. top level, like those people actually are like pretty uh, collaborative and like, you yeah. know, that chef world's pretty like a tight community of interesting. I do appreciate like- people good food that i've eaten you know i like saw restaurants i'm like oh this is like a five-star restaurant or whatever i'm like okay i get it like this is good food but i don't know i'm just not like that into i'm like obviously i love food it's like one of my favorite things but like i'm not super picky on it like if it's good it's good uh-huh. like it's, i'll eat a ten dollar yeah. burger or a thirty dollar burger i don't really care <laughs> uh-huh. and i don't know There's i just something... don't get the appeal of like wanting to work in a situation where someone's yelling at you for messing up buttering a piece of toast or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't, I, I'm not speaking from experience here, but like, I imagine it's a lot less of like hell's kitchen than it is just like, you know, yeah, probably fast paced, you know, but I, probably I, only I, I will like say that, I really yeah. enjoy like going and sitting down at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, 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 the food just tastes better sometimes when like, you know, you're just able to relax, not think about it and just have it like right in front of you. But yeah, I mean, there's also, I think, I mean, I do think there probably is a lot of, again, I think it's getting a lot better from listening to like 
chefs, but I think there is yelling and stuff like, you know, but I think you also get the interesting thing. And why you say like, I don't get the appeal of it is like becoming a chef is like not an easy thing. You do not get, you get paid dirt for a long time. It's not like, it's not a lucrative thing. So people who do it are people who love right cooking and like can't operate any they're not people who are like i just don't get it they're like i don't know what else i would do Mm. (laughs) kind of deal you know one of those fields because like yeah it's not for most chefs it's not like an easy path there's there's more interesting paths now where people like build online audiences and so they don't do the traditional like you know like line cook but like most of the like dave chang and stuff i know like you know, you get in at fancy restaurants as like answering phones and then you wash dishes and then you become a line cook. And then, you know, and you're like, it doesn't sound, again, if you don't absolutely, like I even love cooking and that sounds miserable to me. Like that's, I'm like, I couldn't do that. Um, Right. But I don't know. I feel like I had another thought, but I'm just off the, off the wall. Well, it is interesting because people are always going to need chefs. Like they're always needed somewhere. So that's, I guess that's a job security kind of, I mean, the cooking world, you're always going to have a job. People are always going to want good food. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's an interesting, like Dave Chang has a new show on Hulu called like the next thing you eat or something. And it's about like, it's kind of cheesy the way it's done. I love Dave Chang, but um, (laughs) it's really interesting content though. It's about like the future of food and automation and delivery and these new plant-based stuff and like that whole thing. And part of when they talk about automation is Dave was worried that like, he was like entry-level like cooking is a job that was always there and like immigrants can do. And like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like an accessible like job to get and we always need it. And like, he was worried about automation, you know, like taking those jobs away kind of deal. But it's just like interesting to hear. But there's a, I do really want to go to some of the restaurants that are like, you know, like three Michelin star, like mm-hmm. you so like the two I always think of, there's Alinea in Chicago is like a famous one. Grant Ackett's is the chef. And it's like, they're like the like molecular gastronomy or whatever the, uh, it's like, it's the one where you, it's like, you know, you pay like 300 something to like for the whole course, but like every course is like, this is an edible balloon. And this, you know, like, it's like right, food right. that you'd never have. Like, just, it's not like, oh, good burger. It's like, and this is this like fancy thing. And it's all this experience and like crazy science. Um, and I've always wanted to do like one of those or like there's a restaurant in, I think Copenhagen named Noma that's always rated the best restaurant in the world. And I think it was just named Whoa. the best restaurant again this year. And that's so much hype. Yeah. The chef Renee though is like this really interesting, cool guy. Seems very nice. And they, when you look at their menus, all like seasonal and dude, that stuff, you look at like, just look at his Instagram. It's insane. He'll be like, um, so this is actually a pine cone from around here that we can actually fry and like serve. And it actually kind of tastes like this. Like again, another place that is like, you wouldn't recognize like any of the things is like food almost. You know, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's this whole nother level of like, I've always wanted to like experience that. Cause like, again, you think this is like the best rated restaurants in the world, but you also like look at that stuff and you're like, how? Mm-hmm. It's like pine oh, cones, yeah. man. It's fine. Wait, that's insane. Actually. I do appreciate that when like, um, restaurants do like kind of branch out a little bit. And like, this kind of reminds me of like, so in Savannah, there's this restaurant called the gray and it's my cousin, you know, she's a the manager there, but the chef was on top chef or chef's table. 
She was on Yeah, table. she, I think she has, she has a new master class or something. Yeah. I saw like a new master so class cool. and it was, yeah. I think she was from the gray. Mm-hmm. She's really good. And it was cool. Cause like whenever I would go there, like it's a pretty pricey restaurant, but like they would always have new, you know, new things on the menu all the time. And like beef tongue was one of them. And it's just super interesting. Like how like quote unquote fancy restaurants have like all this, like they like make something out of nothing essentially. They make something out of something that you would never imagine eating. It, it takes something that like, I feel like is just like something you do cooking and turns it into a little bit of an art form, which right. I think that's where the like, mm-hmm. like, I don't want to go somewhere that's fancy just for the sake of being fancy, but if it's fancy, but creative, that's, that's where it's at. I'm about there's that. like musicians who are really great singers, but then there's like another level on top of that of like artists who are like, you yeah. know, coming out with story and like, yeah, I feel like, like Joe said, maybe there's that in like this world of like, makes sense the next level we're uh, extreme openness to what is food you know just like right right i've tried after like getting into cooking i try to like set that thing of like you have to try everything once like even things where you're like that sounds disgusting i will say the only thing i would never ever try i probably will never try is the i think it's i don't know where they have it thailand maybe they have like tarantulas on a stick i'll send you some man I will I'll send you some. I would never eat that in my entire life. I would I'll send you some. You'll love it. This time next year, you'll be sitting oh, on a podcast I... <laughs> with a bag of them just crunching. <laughs> just, I love, love these new tarantula trees. <laughs> One move. <laughs> yeah, like live stuff eating. Oh my god. Oh, I don't know how that is a thing. I don't know if people do that. That is bizarre to me. Yeah, I don't know. There's an interesting too. There's a uh I think it's a three-star Michelin restaurant in New York. Um, I'm blanking on the name, but he just, the chef just took the menu, the entire menu vegan. And so mm. it's like the only Michelin starred restaurant to go fully vegan. Whoa, that's crazy. Um, that's like interesting, you know, some interesting stuff. But there, I mean, I love, I mentioned like the chef show on Netflix, which is John Favreau and Roy Choi. Um, that's like really great to watch. I don't love a lot of the cooking competition shows, but like I tried, like I watched Chopped for a while and I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. But then it's just all the same. And the, again, uh-huh. the critics are the worst part about the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. But like, the, I like watching the food, but I, the, the only one I will recommend people watch if they're interested at all is the final table. Mm, it's like yeah. a comp, it's like truly top tier chefs and they're paired together. Um, and every, epi- there's like eight episodes and every like challenge is around a different, uh, like cuisine, like tacos or like, like a different area country's cuisine. Um, mm-hmm. and that's super good. And also like it is shot beautifully for just Ooh, like, okay. for just like a room of people who are doing it, it is shot. It's crazy. And, um, is it Bernamask? Yeah. I, I mean, one of the shots is like when it's like the, you know, it's like this week's challenge is the egg. And it's just like an egg with like a spotlight on it. And there's like one stand, you know? And like, you can see like the silhouettes of everyone behind it. it I mean, it's crazy, but yeah, it's I like- check that out. That's funny. You, you have to, it's it's actually so good. And it makes you like, they always have like a guest judge every week. And sometimes it's like actually like a world renowned chef or they have one. And then sometimes like Dax Shepard was it one week. Mm, and like, nice. it's like, it's always super interesting, but I would recommend checking that one out as like, even if you don't like cooking shows, that might be okay. Yeah, but there's there's so many good, like interesting, like the next wave of food. Like I mentioned, like Dave Chang's Hulu show and 
there's like Dave, any of Dave Chang's Netflix, like ugly, delicious and all this stuff. I mean, yeah, it's just crazy of like, we think of what food is and then every even whole different parts world. of the world have different things of what normal is to them. Mm-hmm. And like, you just start learning all this and it's, it's just crazy what the, you know, how much is out there to like how much before it's like, this is food. And then you're like, oh my God, there's right. all, there's all of this. And that is fascinating. Like, I wish I just knew all that already, but like, cause like I, like, there's a few times where like over the past couple of years, I'm like, oh, like I could get into cooking. That'd be kind of fun and it'd be useful. But I'm like, every time I like kind of tried, I'm like, eh, I don't really feel like doing this. It's, I don't want to do this. <laughs> useful <laughs> like, again. You have to eat. So that's true. Yeah. But here's the thing. Here's my thing. When I'm do you, hungry, here's my thing. Do you, <laughs> I never eat. No, here's my thing. When I'm hungry, I don't want to spend an hour and a half on making a nice dinner. I would rather just cook something on the stove for like five to 10 minutes and eat that. I'm much rather, I'm okay with that. I need to like plan ahead. If like, if I'm going to cook, which is rarely, I'm usually that like, I, I'm hungry now. So I want to eat now. Like if I'm yeah, cooking, I'm going to nibble while I'm cooking. And then by the time I'm done, I'm not hungry anymore. I do that all the time. Exactly. <laughs> you're like full by the time you're done. And who, who makes a meal when you're not hungry? That's the thing. I do, man. <laughs> you do? Uh, what, you don't eat it though. You I, just make I it love and food. It. No, I mean, cause I'm, I don't need to be that hungry to eat food. Um, for sure. You never just are like, well, I should just eat this. Cause like, I'm not starving. That's what snacks are for, man. That's what, that's what I'm like, like pretty anti-snack though. I'm not a big snack really? person. I thought yeah. you were a snack person. I, well, it's because I try not to be because I think in my genes, I'm a, you know, a nosher. So like if, oh. if things are around, I'll just constantly eat. So I like actively am like no snacks. Cause otherwise gotcha. it's just like Joe said, even when you make the meal, I do it. So like, if it's just all day, I'm like, get to the end of the day. And I'm like, I just had garbage all day. Um, yeah. that makes sense. But, and then no, there's, there's DoorDash at 3am. You know, like sometimes before you go to bed, you have to order some DoorDash and then you wake up to it in the morning. I will say that I'm going to do two nights in a row last weekend. So <laughs> and then I ate so it. Many- so one was Taco Bell. Friday night was Taco Bell. I woke up, ate it, felt really sick. You're not supposed to leave Taco Bell outside, you know, for eight hours in the cold. And then it's fine, man. <laughs> the second one, the second, oh, wait, I, told, I think I told you guys about this. The second one was Calzones and one of the boxes was empty. Squirrel definitely got to it and I got to eat the other part, so. Oh, well, that's good. Somewhat of a win-win. That's good. Yeah. I was going to say, though, you should, you know, a lot of this I mentioned is Dave Chang, the chef, mm-hmm. who you'd actually really like because bo- his actual thing is like, his thing is like, at home, I do not want to cook. I want to take every shortcut there is. So like he his, he just had a food, a cookbook come out with um, Priya Krishna, I think, uh, like last week that's cooking at home, but it's like all about like shortcuts and he released this cookware called any day that is purely for microwaving and he will like <laughs> microwave everything. Like he is like the, sh- you know, really like kind of like world renowned chef, but he like when he cooks at home and he talks about cooking at home and is like, I will microwave everything. I have all these meals that I make in like 15 minutes. Like, dang. so really, you know, well, maybe... here's the thing. We don't have a microwave, so you could buy a microwave, man. <laughs> No, man, we're, we're a toaster oven <laughs> family. You could buy a microwave. 
Um, it's a hard line between toaster oven and microwave. Yeah, we, I mean, we've tried, we've tried, we've tried to mix the two. We've tried to put things in the toaster <laughs> oven that should be microwave, and they just don't turn out good. At well, all. yeah, of course, man. But again, you're complaining about time over here, and I'm saying the solution. I don't love the microwave, but if you want fast things, yeah, but you can pick, you, you get can a make, microwave. You can make mac and cheese that takes like on the stove. It takes like not even ten minutes. Maybe 10 minutes. Yeah. There's things yeah, you can buy fine. within a microwave. Like I make stir fry every day, essentially. And that takes, from beginning to eating, it takes about maybe 20 minutes. I know. But, that's great, man. That is what I'm saying. You're the one who was saying that you don't want to take a lot of time. So I said, there's a microwave. And then you were like, well, I don't need it. And I'm like, okay, well, then you don't need it. Jesse, I'm fighting my own point. <laughs> I'm arguing with myself. You flipped in the middle. Um but anyways, a lot of, I think there's a wave to your point coming of people being like, no one wants to cook for an hour and a half, you know? And so like in the world of like learning to cook and stuff is like, yeah, how can we cook really good, like nutritious food fast and easy? Mm-hmm. So it's not a pain for people. Sounds right in my alley. But here's the thing. I'm not opposed <laughs> If I'm really hungry, I'm not going to make an hour and a half meal. But if I'm like in the zone, I'm like, oh, this is going to taste good. You know, maybe for like a nice dinner or something, I'll spend the time and do it. But on average, I probably won't. But I'm, I want to learn more about this. Like, I want to be more educated. Like, I'm open to the idea of learning more about it. But it's like not the top of my list. But I'm not like closing it yeah. off. Well, I will say, and what what is better than like in Portland when my favorite thing is when we just had nothing to do at night maybe you took an edible and we're like, well, let's make something, <laughs> you know, with like no plan. And we're like, right. You know, we like walk to the grocery store and I was like, rice Krispies are like when we made healthy Dunkaroos, Ooh. quote unquote, you know, but yep. like that stuff is so fun to me. Obviously it's a little different than like making a meal, <laughs> but, uh, no, I really and, enjoyed that. That was one of my favorite. Yeah. Parts. yeah nothing we made is better cookies than for, Munchies for cookie. Work. Yeah. Yeah. Like the cookie oh, yeah, contest the... for my work. That was really uh-huh. fun. We made like a zombie graveyard cookies. That was really fun. That was the best. And we had JoJo making like the backup, you know, because she was like, this is going to be horrible. <laughs> and so she was like, I'll make something that will actually taste good. You guys run wild with this. That was a good time. That was fun. I do enjoy that though. I do like, I think it's more with like, like, I don't know if I would ever do that. It's more fun with like with you or like, you know, it's more fun with someone with doing yeah. it with someone. I mean, there's yeah. that part. I mean, it kind of like in the movie when he was like, this is how I like connect with people. Mm. Like, I feel like the fun part of yeah. cooking is the like, whether you're cooking with other people or you're cooking for other people and like you invite people over and then like you're, That's you know, like true. food is such like a social thing, you mm-hmm. know, like that whole experience, whether it's cooking or just eating it. Um, like that's obviously like the super cool mm-hmm. part and really fun. And like, I think... You know, I think it's one thing too. Like, I wish it was taught more to kids, and like, yeah, or like you just learned that life skill younger and grew up around it. Like, when you see the kids who really grew up like in the kitchen with like maybe one of their parents or like gardening or like that whole thing, they're it's so insane by the time they're like eighteen, mm-hmm. how just like comfortable and or with food they are and like around and how knowledgeable and stuff. And like most kids graduate right, and we're like go off to college, and you're like. I know how to make microwave mac and cheese and that's it. You know, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, isn't this like, like you said, you have to eat. Shouldn't we like, shouldn't you be like equipped yeah. with some life skills? 
but most people i think you're totally right like i think it definitely should be a t you know teach to more younger kids because like think about all the people you know do you know like i don't know personally like i mean i've obviously met some chefs but friend wise like i don't have any like i feel like you don't meet a lot of chefs like yeah. there needs to be yeah. i mean they're probably obviously. busy like i mean like, <laughs> like that's true hours and yeah you work like nights and weekends it sucks oh, yeah. it's crazy but it is it's i don't know it's interesting and even probably along the lines of like getting you know like people to eat healthier if mm-hmm. that's true. a lot of it is re- being like not having accessible options i mean one of my so like, i'm always open to like I, if i like something if someone can go i i can make that but healthier i'm all about that dunkaroos case in point to, to give a little backstory me and jesse made homemade dunkaroos when we were in portland and I think it was like a gram or two less sugar than the real ones. <laughs> it, so was it was technically some... healthy Dunkaroos. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I couldn't remember what it was because I remember one night we couldn't, we've been looking for Dunkaroos forever. And they like, you know, it was when they weren't making them again. And we're like, we'll make them. And it was, yeah. What, did we just put less sugar in? Or did we like, that's we put a little less sugar in. Yep. Just slightly less. <laughs> we like ran out of sugar and we we're like, yeah, perfect. It wasn't on purpose that we ran, <laughs> that we <laughs> made healthy dunkaroos but breakfast of champions man yeah, breakfast cookies oh yeah milano's shout out <laughs> shout out Milano. sponsor us that would be but amazing all this fun like kids food that we grew up with is coming back so i know yeah it's true dunkaroos. do we want Anyways, to uh get into ratings i was about yeah. to say i really enjoyed that this just launched into a food podcast but uh, <laughs> yeah. maybe let's wrap the movie part up let's all <laughs> oh, right the movie just right. kick us off you start all right i'll go um man I f- maybe i'll tell myself i just like can't do decimals from now on because that it always it's the part that i only do up. halves and fulls i never do okay. like i think that's it's a funny. good rule yeah yeah it, it gives me decision paralysis <laughs> um we're going we're going nine wow we're going nine five honestly Whoa. i'm gonna bump this up yeah this is i was just so happy with how it held up because i had mm-hmm. such a good memory of it i loved it so much i was getting really into cooking at the time so i loved it i was hoping it would hold up i just remember it being a movie where i watched it so many times because it was just one you can like once you've seen it once too and you know the story you can just throw it on like you said there's good music um do you want to i just want to say yeah. i just want to say this came out in 2014 tusk came out in 2014 we both revisited it and hoped these movies would live up to how they are today <laughs> this one is this one still <laughs> this one still works tusk was not <laughs> two very different paths they took they're, they're um, diverging. john favreau's other 2014 hit tusk uh <laughs> it'd be way better um yeah it would be and kevin smith's version of chef i'm sorry it'd be really bad um but i'm going nine five again like just great movie you can throw it on makes you feel good you know good feel good makes you want to cook like it just again it's just shot cool so like just having it on too it's like good music looks cool there's even again it was funnier than I thought. I remembered it being a good movie, but I didn't remember even like the small joke parts being as funny as they were. So it's all, it's all a good time, man. And like I say, with most of the movies I like, they're just like worlds that I want to be in. 
Like I would just, I like to just have movies that I can put on and not really pay attention because it just feels like I'm in the world. You know, it's like, I like found someone, something someone had sent me a while back that was like a cartoon of like someone listening to a podcast next to like cutouts, you know, people. And it was like, this is what to listen to a podcast feels like. Like you feel like you're in the group. Like I love podcasts because you feel like you're in the conversation. Mm -hmm. You're just not talking. Totally. Um, So yeah, this movie... I don't know why it's not a 10, but there's not that high. Just yeah, I have no clue. It just sounds it. scary to name it a 10, <laughs> but it's um pleasantly surprised. Great, great soundtrack, great actors, funny. Yeah, what good else? Good food, do you want? good feel good. Who doesn't need a good feel good movie? So nine, nine, five grilled cheeses. Nice. Grilled cheesies. Mm. Love it. Yep. Uh, I will go eight nine. I really enjoyed Ooh, this. Nine. <laughs> I love that. You, I just love the decimals. <laughs> Got to have the decimal. Otherwise, it's just always like sevens or eights. Yeah, nine. it's the tough. It's the tough choice. That's why I went to decimals in the first place, and then and I got the too cup, caught up the in decimals. Cup choice. The cup, cup choice. choice. <laughs> I'll be back to decimals soon. Don't worry. I'll be. Yeah. But eight I nine. Get, I want to get you a shirt Kubanos. that says like. Oh, Cubanos. Mm, nice. I want to get you a shirt that says like eight, nine, five, six, three, four. Like your rating. <laughs> like like your rating. my movie rating. <laughs> <laughs> it just wraps around the entire shirt. Yeah. <laughs> that would actually be hilarious. Um, cool. Eight, nine. That's great. I'm going to actually bump my rating up. I was at an eight, but I'm going to be at an eight, five. Based on this I think it was, I think you're right, Jesse. I, I really don't think there's anything wrong with this movie. It's just not a 10 for me. But I, I don't know. Yeah, it's a great length. It's quick. It's not. It doesn't linger on anything. The story's great. Cast is great. Yeah, it moves fast for how long it is. Fast. Yeah. And look, the food looks amazing. Like it's really well shot. I will say, when I was in Portland, when I was working, we did a video for. I don't know if Joe. I don't know if you were on at this time or not. But Joey Restaurants. Yeah. Well, I wasn't. I remember. I remember it. Okay. Joe and Joe were working on a project for Joey Restaurants. Yeah, it was crazy. But it was uh, basically we shot all this food. It's like a nice high-end restaurant. I think it's a, there's two of them, maybe one in California and one somewhere else. But um, basically they shot all this stuff. And it just reminded me of working on that video because it's like all this these beautiful food shots. And that was a fun one to work on. And I just like that just like reminded me of this a little bit or that the movie reminded me of that a little bit. And uh, yeah, I just love it. And food stuff's great. It's something I want to explore more for sure. Like every time I see something cooking, like a cooking channel or cooking, movie or something i'm always like you know what that's a whole nother world that i have no idea you know what goes in that but it's always fascinating to me obviously i love food and like you said joe i love going out to eat it's such a fun experience um yeah eight five uh tweets there you go all them tweets all them private tweets. messages <laughs> but yeah i think this is solid and i love i kind of love the when he freaks out at the critic i think that's important because if that like if that actually happened i i personally would be more inclined to see that to go to that guy's restaurant or food truck because like he's got such a personality and he clearly is passionate about something i'd be like oh you're like the famous guy who gets mad at the critic on the internet i've been waiting to talk to this prick for a long time i am not cloying i am not needy i don't care what you think you're not getting to me i'm not needy chocolate lava cake is not just undercooked chocolate cake that's not what makes the center molten. You take a frozen cylinder of ganache and you set it in the ramekin so that as the outside cooks fully, the inside becomes molten. Okay. 
Okay. It's fucking molten, see? It's fucking molten, you asshole. And you don't do anything. What do you do? You sit and you eat and you vomit those words back to make people laugh. You know how hard I work for this shit? Do you know how hard my whole staff works? What sacrifices it makes to make you happy and then you just smugly just fucking shit on my shit? It hurts! Yes. It fucking hurts when you I mean, write that shit. It hurt you. It does. It does. He was... You th he thought he was going to close his fucking restaurant down. You asshole. I don't know. I think it's cool. Yeah. I think... I was just going to say, and the, the way he flips out isn't just like, F you, you suck. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, man, that hurts. Like, even at the end when mm -hmm. he comes back, you know, it still go keeps going back to not just like, screw you, but he's like, you know, that hurts, man. Like, that sucked <laughs> kind of deal. Like, you yeah. hurt me. Right. And you're like, it, it yeah. becomes more and more like, uh, like, empathetic. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, yeah. You like, you're like, oh, yeah, that that would suck if I was you. Like, that would be really hurtful, kind of. Right. And then that brings me back to my point where I said, like, he was like, you're just trying to bash the fight food I make, like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? That's actually a good way to respond to a critic, like, who's just, like, shitting on you. It's like, and you could tell he didn't know what to say. He was just like, oh, yeah, I just, I don't know why I'm rating uh -huh. it like this. I don't know. Like, uh -huh. I feel like he doesn't really know. I feel like he has this standard. I don't know. Well, you I don't even know said that at the food truck in Austin, or we're at the end there, he was like, I mean, I thought we were just going back and forth and like, he didn't, you know, oh, yeah, on Twitter. Twitter. Right. <laughs> yeah. I did like that arc though with the critic too. I think that was kind of cool. And they opened a restaurant. I love that. That was a really cool ending. I thought it was a perfect ending. So yeah. yeah great big. I remember seeing a lot about that, just like in terms of anyone who like, especially like makes art or something or like creates and puts into the world. There's a lot of like people, I think it was like Brene Brown and maybe Chase Jarvis and stuff were saying like, you know, like, remember whose opinion you care about and like right. if they're not also in the arena like fighting the fight like take that into consideration with the criticism because it's easy to criticize from the sidelines kind of deal totally uh, no that's so like, true yeah. you know like if you're putting stuff out you're way more empathetic when you see other people put stuff out because you you know realize how scary and stuff it is and you're like yeah it's easy to sit on the side and be like that sucks. That's yep. No, totally. I, I mean, that's like, I don't know. I've come to realize over the past like few years, like, especially like, I mean, obviously you grow and mature as you get older, but like, I don't know. This is like, I look back at some tweets from like 2013 or 14. And I'm like, this was the worst movie I've ever seen. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't uh -huh. like, I don't like that. Like if I saw that something of my work, if someone said that, I'd be like, damn, that hurts. Like I, I tr I've, I feel like in like even sports i'm always like you know like screw the chiefs obviously i don't like the chiefs but like obviously i don't want them to like get hurt or anything like i want them to still play well like it's still fun to watch i'm just uh -huh. it's just like the nature of not liking things but yeah, it's like the team mentality in sports it's like but exactly. it's not like yeah i don't truly hate the individuals who are on no, the team. No, no, no. Like, exactly yeah exactly yeah or it's like i don't know i try to like i always try to if i tell people i don't like a movie i, I don't want to like if someone's going, I love this movie. I'm like, yeah, I don't like that movie. I don't want to just do that. I want to be like, I don't like it, but I appreciate that you like it. And I get why you like it. I just yeah, don't. You are uh -huh. really good about that. I'm trying to be, cause I used to not be good at that. Like when people recommend movies, I'm like, no, I don't want to watch that. I don't like that director. Blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, open your mind, be more chill. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm mean, trying to be better at that. Cause it is fun sometimes, you know, like, especially with this podcast, like sometimes like I'll say like for the Tusk episode for me, it's fun to sometimes just go fully commit to the like 
I'm going to do the bit of this is the worst movie I've ever seen. But to be fair, <laughs> it wasn't, I mean, I'm going to criticize my, yeah. I'm going to probably be a, a hypocrite, but it's not a good movie. Like, it, it, we're no, not, yeah. I mean, I'm going to hold it there. I'm just using it as an example. Of it like, is fun to like bash it is, and that. Yeah. It is fun to like bash things, but not offend anybody not not like you know like it, it's it's like you you can say you don't like something without like offending somebody like you, you right. know you should be able to just be like didn't like it like i think and of i think of paul sheer i think of paul sheer and jason manzukas's podcast they just like talk about yeah. bad movies yeah. well bad movies like they they talk about the bad parts of movies essentially like spider-man 3 they do a whole episode of spider-man 3 and it's like it's just fun like i still like the movie i love i like their opinions i'm just like it's good. It's, it's but, good they're wrong. <laughs> but they're wrong. <laughs> I don't think they're wrong. All, all, from all yeah, them. yeah. There's a there's a weird line though with that for sure. Yeah. But as I'm just saying, like the like when you're doing it, sometimes it is like for the comedic act of doing it, even though it is bad. It's rooted in right, right. You know, that, but then but again, like, it all stems from you need criticism to do better to grow for example yeah. I, I i love criticism like with my work like i don't like when i turn in a first cut and everyone's like oh this is great i'm like no tell me what i need to do better like tell me what uh-huh. i need to improve on yeah so it's it goes hand it's weird i don't know there's like a line yeah you need both and there's a weird line <sighs> the basis is, of this whole conversation is we need critics we don't want critics we don't need critics but we also need critics i think that's, that's said very it. well <laughs> i think that is <laughs> There's the podcast episode title. Um, I'm going to re-listen to that episode with that critic, uh, A.O. Scott, and I'm going to send it to you guys. Please do. Uh, I think there's some interesting stuff. And uh, your three favorite movie critics will be back next week. Uh, I was going to say, we're, we're like, literally we a, a critic podcast. podcast. We're literally reviewing movies. <laughs> <laughs> do we have uh, movie news to get into? Is there anything been new? I'm trying to think of new movies. I'm trying new to news. We, oh, that new... Oh, sorry. Go for it. Uh, uh, no, I'm actually not entirely ready. We watched a movie, but I figured out what the name was. <laughs> so go ahead. <laughs> We've been watching the Godfather trilogy because JoJo hasn't seen them. And I actually I haven't know. seen the, them in a long time. I don't even think I've seen all of them, but we're on the third one right now. Um, first two are so good. I don't know if you guys have seen them. Uh, Godfather. I've movies. only seen, like, I feel like parts of them. They're really, I've like, they're them. long. The second one's yeah, three really hours and long. 20 minutes. The first one's, like, three hours, and they're really, really long. But I will say, they don't feel super long if you're, like, right in the right mindset, because, like, there's so much going on, so many so much character development. Uh, they're really good movies. If you're looking just to, like, I know a lot of times you just want to throw a movie on, but you have to be really invested in these stories. So, like, if you're looking to just, like, zone in for, like, a few hours, good movies to watch, but... If you're not if you're not looking to like learn about really these characters or like I don't know they're just it's not not it's not like a movie you just throw on in my opinion I mean you probably could if you've seen it a couple of times but if it's your first watch you're not gonna <laughs> yeah you gotta pay attention be lost right away right um I'm trying to think what else what other movies came out oh the, the new Batman trailer came out and looks so so good oh my god it's like visually mm-hmm. very it's, Who's like the Batman? Well shot. Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Right. Robert. It looks and Ro- Paul Dano Rob playing Bat- the Riddler. Bat- Bat- Rob Bat- Batson. <laughs> and um, who's the villain? Paul Dano is playing the Riddler. Oh. Which is gonna be awesome. And then Zoe That's Kravitz is yeah. Catwoman. And Jeffrey Wright is Commissioner Gordon, and I love him, and he's gonna be so good. 
Interesting. Oh, and um, um, Colin Farrell's playing the penguin, but you can't even tell because his makeup is so, you don't even know it's him. It doesn't look anything like him. The makeup's incredible. I really like Colin Farrell as an actor. He's so good, yeah. So good. Interesting. All right, that sounds... It looks amazing. And apparently, good. I don't know much about it, but apparently from what I've been reading, it's like a very detective noir film. So like a lot of it's going to be kind of a voiceover of Bruce Wayne. He's going to be kind of narrating. Mm-hmm. It's like... It's like detective style. I'm pretty excited about it. It looks amazing. I almost, speaking of Paul Dano, Dano, I I almost picked Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, the the movie. That's Uh, a fun one. I like, yeah, I just remember like, that's another one I have such a good memory of. And like, I liked it, but I haven't watched it in forever. And I watched the trailer again to be like, should I pick this? But it didn't go with it. But it was was like, you should pick it at some point. I watched it for my first time last year. So, whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good, good movie it is really Solid. good really but, bizarre that paul dino is so underrated in my opinion i think he's such a good actor and um I'll, i want to pick this at some point but it's really dark prisoners um he's like he plays he's in that movie but it's oh, he's i don't know he was a, he played um a younger version of brian wilson in love and mercy the beach boys movie like oh. the biopic and he was so oh. so good in that movie interesting yeah yeah he's really good Mm-hmm. So the the movie I was trying to remember the name of was the Andy Samberg uh, and one of his movies Palm Springs. Oh yeah, yeah the we one that came that. out at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, mm-hmm. about yeah, being stuck movie. in time. And it was, I really like really that movie. She yeah, really enjoy that one. Yeah, uh, Chris. Christina Milioti, Christine Milioti, the girl, the girl Christine, in it. Yeah, she's I really great. like her too. Anytime she pops up in anything, I think she's really mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I met your mother. She's the mother. Oh, really? <laughs> Spoiler yeah. alerts. This show's um, been out for years, man. Oh, no, dude, I that, just saw. Speaking of that, How I Met Your Father is coming out, which is very right. Hillary Duff, isn't it? I think. I don't know. Oh yeah, that sounds See if familiar. That's any good? uh another but is this like geared towards like who's the target audience for this one i have no like idea. the same people who watch i think it's Your the Mother, same or people. like the yeah, kids of that or i have no idea i don't know anything about it really so i i don't know i'm really excited about that house of gucci movie with adam driver and lady gaga have you guys seen that the trailer no it's about great. gucci and like how he started it's it's yeah it looks oh really good. so truly of the house of gucci it's literally house of gucci yeah oh and adam driver's playing oh it's gonna be so good it looks amazing that sounds great and then i'm trying to think what else i still admit i I don't know why this popped in my head uh because nicholas braun the actor popped in my head but i still want to see the zola that a24 oh yeah it came out a while ago it was supposed to be really good Mm -hmm. and then i just never saw it anywhere again and but i want to go watch that yeah I do want to see that actually, a twenty four. So they have some auctions going. I think so I saw. I'm never gonna ever afford anything, be able to afford anything. But like the May Queen dress from Midsummer went for like, I don't know, fifteen thousand or something like that. <sighs> I have a. I think like Ariana Grande bought. I think she got that actually. Interesting. Pretty sure she wore it for Halloween one year when she got it. So I think I, I assume that she got it because she had a dress and it was she can afford it. So <laughs> so if she's listening. And you, you want to just send, and you still have that dress, and you'd like to send it to Joe. You can DM us. We'll get you the address. 
get out. We, we might get back to you. We'll see. We're pretty popular. We'll see. So. We'll like we'll pay for shipping. We'll pay. <laughs> we'll pay like the ten dollars. <laughs> uh, um. Oh, also, um, Stranger Things trailer came out. I think it was yesterday, or two days ago. The new teaser trailer came out for the Whoa. fourth season. It comes out in spring. It's like a spring break season. I had not. Interesting. I've not caught up with that. I need to. I don't even I remember like where I stopped watching. Much, to be honest, it's all solid. It just was one of those things that. Yeah, but I don't know why. It's like the first was so good, and I don't know why I never like kept. I like it was when I was visiting Portland before I moved, mm. and I think when I was staying with you, and we just like every night you made me watch like two yeah. of them because it had just came out, and you wanted to like rewatch it. It's um, really. I think like it, it's fun. It's one of those shows where it's like we were talking about this yesterday actually, where it's. Like you might not be into that whole like world, you might not love it, but I feel like I've never met anyone who's like, oh, I don't like Stranger Things. Like everyone, I at least like some part of it at least. Like yeah. whether it's the actors, the '80s vibe, or you know whatever, anything. Yeah, people who don't like you should just like, oh, it's like a little too spooky. Kind of. Yeah, I'm like know, not even that. Not like scary. it's bad, but yeah. <laughs> I also Stranger Things. Noah, no Schnapp. 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 My, you know, my favorite. He's Will, right? Yeah, the, he's the best, in my opinion, the best actor. Yeah, he's the best. And he's also, before I had seen Stranger Things and I came to visit, and you, and I think it mainly was just JoJo, was like, you remind me of Will. Like, he just reminds me of you in the show. And then I watched the show and he just like disappears right away. And I was like, the character who just disappears right away is the one who reminds me. And you get possessed you in the second season. <laughs> but anyways, I do love Noah. Um, he's really good, yeah. And he just launched a a uh, company called TBH that is a better for you Nutella brand. Um, so it's like healthy Nutella. <laughs> healthy Nutella. <laughs> Talking about healthy alternatives. It's called TBH. I've not tried it yet, but I uh, right. will. But that's Noah's a cool. co-founder. Um, so a little yeah, shout man. out, little free promo for TBH. Uh, <laughs> I'm okay with that. Oh, I did post this on the Instagram. And this is going to be over when this comes out, but I'll announce it anyway. The they in like if you're like Sex in the City, like they're making a, they recreated Carrie's apartment, and you can like stay there via Airbnb. Airbnb is doing a lot of like like movie movie location. Like they did the Scream one in October. They're doing this one. I think they're 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 getting more into the. We should hit them up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, Basically, guys, we should hit them up. <laughs> we've been saying it. Movies can be experienced on more than just a screen. Dude, if our tagline gets stolen, I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> Mark here in this podcast, that. trademarked. Seriously, it's a great line. It's a great. It line. is a great line. All right, I think that's a wrap.